Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. A couple of months ago, more than 35 reporters and photographers from the San Francisco Chronicle spent 24 hours talking with people living on the streets. One of the people they met was Rob Dowd. I've been homeless since uh, November 2015. I went right from the apartment to the street. Dowd was busking at the Civic Center BART station. He says he comes here nearly every day to play his guitar. It's one stop on the journey he makes through the city. I, I kind of use routines to keep myself from getting too hobo-esque. <laughs> uh, you know, I sleep on Guerrero. This little place that lets me sleep under the awning. I just kind of watch the place there. And then I go to my coffee shop in uh, Church and Market to get a cup of coffee and use their bathroom because there's no bathrooms where I sleep. And then I come here and I play till about 9.30. Um, and that's when my storage opens. And I go to my storage, put this away. And then I go to my gym and clean up. And I go to the library to charge my phone and do my busy work. And, and I, you know, at night, I, I'll go to the mall and kind of hang out until it's 8 o'clock and I get to go back to the facility. That's kind of my routine. Dowd is one of 34,000 people living without a home in the nine-county Bay Area. Try and picture that. 34,000 people. That's more than can fit in Oracle Arena. More than the number of students at San Francisco State. It's also a number that has risen since officials last counted in 2017. Despite considerable effort and money, the problem of homelessness is growing. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Today on Bay Curious, we're collaborating with the San Francisco Chronicle's Fifth and Mission podcast to answer four questions about homelessness, including what the causes are and what's being done about it. We'll also hear firsthand from more people living without a home. This is part of the SF Homeless Project. We'll get started right after this. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there. I'm Randa Delfetah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. You know, we've become a nerd to stepping over people, and that's just the most unhealthy situation for any city, and especially one that is the technological capital 
of the United States. This is Audrey Cooper, editor-in-chief at the San Francisco Chronicle. I recently sat down with her and reporter Kevin Fagan. Kevin, how long have you been covering homelessness? Uh, More than two decades and intensively since 2003. The Chronicle asked their audience to send in questions about homelessness. We got, in a number of days, more than 200 questions. And we culled the most asked questions, and we're going to answer them today. All right, so we've got four. Let's dive in. So the first question from the audience is, how many homeless people are in San Francisco, and how are they counted? Kevin. Ah, Well, right now the official count is 8,011. Uh, And that is based on a one-night count that was done in January. That count has to be done once every two years by federal statute. If you want federal money, you got to count everyone. We got about six, seven hundred volunteers in San Francisco and and staff uh, that fanned out across the city, and in one night, one evening and one night, uh, counted everyone that they could see. But you pass people and you assume that they are homeless or not homeless. So it's a kind of a judgment, which by definition makes it imprecise. And the people you can't see makes it imprecise. But it's a good benchmark that you can use year to year. This process is repeated in all nine Bay Area counties. Oftentimes, homeless people are hired to help with the count. They point out the nooks and crannies of the urban landscape that might make for a good hiding spot. And counters aren't just looking for people sleeping on the streets. Most people think homeless means some guy in a blanket with a tattered bag laying on the sidewalk. Homelessness has a stratification just as regular society does. You got your lowest on the rung, and then you got your middle class homeless, and then you got your upper class homeless. It is a strata. The saddest of them all are the guys with the tattered bags in blankets on the sidewalk. Uh, Generally, a lot of those folks are chronically homeless. They've been out for more than a year. And they have several dysfunctions, usually drugs, booze, or some have mental issues. And uh, the people in vehicles are a little more able. The ones in shelters, a lot of them are what professionals call self-resolving homeless. They're bouncing through because they lost a job. You know, mom threw them out. Uh, They got divorced. Some juncture that was really crummy in their lives. And they dig their way out. Can I ask your name? Uh, Kelly. What do you think the city or anybody else should do about homelessness? Stop discriminating. Uh, people walk past uh, homeless people in various stages uh, of homelessness, and uh, they're already prejudged. I mean, people walk past and, and sometimes look at you, look right through you. I know people with college degree. I've got a college degree, and I was homeless for uh, over 15 years. It's just people don't pay attention to that. They think that everybody who's homeless is dirty or, 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 or a drug user or, or, or and the, I mean that, that's that's it's ridiculous you know and people really need to pay a little more attention because the same people that are judging us are one or two paychecks away from being us let's get to our next audience question this one um, I'll direct to you Audrey what are the primary causes of homelessness You know, I I think people ask this question because they want a single answer that we can easily solve. And the problem is this population has multiple diagnoses and multiple problems. And and when they're unsheltered in particular, it becomes even more difficult to solve them. Of the people who were surveyed in this last count, 26% 
of them say they lost a job. 18% said they had a problem with drugs or alcohol. Only 13% said they had been evicted. And I thought it was really interesting that that number has remained unchanged. We have this idea that we have this eviction crisis and it's contributing to it. But over the last six years, it's remained at 13% in San Francisco. When a survey asks someone why they're homeless, it can be really tricky to answer. Many people are struggling with more than one issue, so it's hard to point to one thing and say that is the cause. When you ask people about all the issues they're dealing with, you get a better sense of how challenges can compound and eventually become too much. 42% of these people have a drug and or alcohol addiction. 39% of them have a mental illness. 31% have health problems. 37% have PTSD. 27% have a disability. 15% have a brain injury, and 7% of them have HIV. I don't have to tell you, that adds up to more than 100%. So there are many, many problems, not just one thing that's keeping people on the street. Because people are homeless for all sorts of different reasons, every case takes individual attention. There aren't one-size-fits-all solutions. It generally takes about two years for an outreach counselor to do continuous outreach to a chronically homeless person before they finally decide to say, okay, sure, I'll take take the hand up. That sounds kind of ridiculous to a lot of people because they say, hey, why don't you just put the guy inside? Well, we have laws. We have laws for the mentally ill. You can't just take a mentally ill person unless they're a danger to themselves or someone else and say, hey, Joe, you got to get inside. No, they can tell you to go take a hike. And so can the chronically homeless. It's infinitely sad. Spend time with some of these people and they will break your heart because they are living in the way that no one should live in America and, and trying to break them out of that cycle and put them into healthier lives that they should have never left to begin with if they ever had it is, uh, is phenomenally hard. Well, I think it is a really hard thing to see, and people are feeling frustrated and wondering, you know, what is the city doing? So that actually gets to our next question. What are we actually doing to address the issue? It seems like our city officials are just talking and not doing anything while the problem only gets worse each day. Well, your city's officials will disagree with with that. Yeah, so so what are they doing? And I disagree with that. The city really does follow what is termed best practices around the country, and this, this city models best practices for a lot of places. Navigation centers is a technique that's been taken up by cities across the country. They create a lot of supportive housing. They do a lot of outreach. Outreach counselors are some of the most uh, uh, dedicated, sincere people you'd want to meet. They really do want to help people. They don't have enough resources to put people into. But if they weren't doing what they were doing, we would not have 8,000 people on the street. We'd have 30. My name is Seth Karras. Every single friend I have is addicted to drugs. Um, every single one. And what I've seen is that when they are ready to change, we need services that respond to them that day. Like, if I could, I would open up a nonprofit that actually would offer somebody work today. And if they work today for, say, four to five hours, then they get room and board today. And if they are ready to go into a program today, then they go into a program today. You know, not in 30 days when something else has happened that makes them descend further into their misery. You know, my mental health uh, 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 services, they they gave me emergency mental health resources 
today. And if I hadn't had gotten that, I would have changed my mind about taking meds. I, I was really on the fence about meds. My life is different today. I mean, I don't want to be homeless anymore. I really don't. I, I would do anything to not be homeless. But I'm really grateful that I've gone through this process. Like, I'm grateful that it happened because uh, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten here. I, I wouldn't have gotten to this point. All right, let's move on to the last audience question. Are most of the homeless people coming to the Bay Area from other areas to take advantage of services? Audrey, what do you know about that? The problem with this question is the word most. If you ask a homeless advocate, are most of these people coming from outside, they will say specifically 70% or so of the people on the street became homeless in San Francisco. And I, I personally have two problems with this response. One is... That means 30% of, depending on how you count it, 10,000 people or so are coming here to be homeless. So 3,000 people. That's still a ton of people. And I think until we start to talk about those numbers and that issue, we're not really addressing people's concerns. Also, when we talk about this and we sort of deny that San Francisco is a, as Fox News would say, a magnet for homelessness, if we don't start talking about the actual facts and we gloss over it with what we want the story to be, we really lose an opportunity to deal with this population and figure out why that is. And, and I think it's too easy to say, well, it's because we're liberal and it's easy to be homeless here. That's probably or that perception might be part of it. But I think it's also the reason why we all became San Franciscans. I mean, I'm not native from here and I moved here because it is the most beautiful city on the planet. Our weather is temperate. You are not going to freeze outside here. Not to say that it's easy to be unsheltered, but you're not going to freeze. To some of, I would say, maybe not most and Yes, that is a part of our population. And I think city leaders now are starting to get a little more clear-eyed about this and getting more serious about what to do about, um, about that problem. This last question is mine. Um, I'm wondering, did you guys get questions that there's just not answers to? Or do you feel like there is an answer to, to every question about homelessness? We did get one question that I thought, I don't think this is answerable. And that was, what is it going to take to solve it? And I think at the end of the day, we can't say what it's going to take. And I think we will probably always have unsheltered people in this country. But I don't think it's a sufficient enough answer to throw up our hands and say we've tried everything and they just have to figure it out. And so maybe we never get to nirvana, but it's the effort of trying to get there that is important. Well, that is a great place to leave this conversation. Thank you guys both so, so much. Where can people find more of the Chronicle's reporting on homelessness? It's all on sfchronicle.com slash homeless. And we're printing this 24 hours of coverage on July 31st, which is our big day of coverage uh, throughout the Bay Area's media. So we'll look for everybody's stuff then. Audrey Cooper is editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you very much. And Kevin Fagan is reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thanks. 
This week's episode was produced for the SF Homeless Project in collaboration with the San Francisco Chronicle and their news podcast, Fifth and Mission. You can subscribe to Fifth and Mission wherever you get your podcasts. They'll be focusing on the homeless crisis all this week. For more from the Chronicle's project on a single day in the life of the city's homeless population, go to sfchronicle.com slash homelessness. We'll also have more answers to questions about homelessness in the Bay Curious newsletter this month. Subscribe at baycurious.org slash newsletter. Special thanks to Libby Coleman, King Kaufman, Kevin Fagan, and Audrey Cooper, all from the Chronicle. Bay Curious is made at KQED by Jessica Placek, Katie McMurrin, Maggie Galloway, Paul Encore, Susie Racho, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Thanks for listening. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.